0: At what point did you feel like you were starting to get it and overcome that imposter syndrome, those failures? Yeah, I don't know that you ever get over imposter syndrome. Have you heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect? Yes. It's kind of the idea that the, the less you know about something, the more confident you are. As you kind of grow and you learn more, your confidence actually drops. And when you start approaching like expert level, it's actually there's a, there's a place where your confidence is like the lowest And then it starts to kind of like moderately come back up. I think at the beginning of anything, we tend to be overly confident. And that's kind of what pushes us into these spaces. And then as you begin to learn, you kind of come back down and you realize, and, and at some point your confidence kind of levels off with the amount of knowledge that you have. But I don't know that imposter syndrome like ever goes away. It just, for me, it's always just kind of like shifted to a different space. I'd say in, in wedding photography, it was probably like two, three years in when I started to feel more confident, like where, where, when I would go to a wedding, I wouldn't be filled with anxiety of like, am I going to screw this up? Um, that, that probably took a couple of years to get through. And at the beginning, it was just like, well, we always just made sure that our, our price kind of was a value for what we were, you know, delivering. So today if you hire me, uh, my minimum packages today are like between thirty to fifty thousand dollars to get me to go out and photograph weddings um, and i'm I'm confident that like you know most of these weddings that I do are like a, a multi-day kind of like Indian weddings and 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 larger you know events and I'm confident of the experience and the entire you know product and the, and the product is more than just the photos it's it's everything from start to finish. I'm confident that I can deliver that um, but at the beginning, I was charging $500 to $1,000 because that's what I was confident being able to deliver back then. It's like if I can go and get some good photographs and I can go and, and and deliver this, it's still a value for what I'm charging. So that was always the thing is making sure that I was always a value for whatever experience I was delivering. When you have students that come to you with these sort of ideas about imposter syndrome, about not being able to sort of level up, what do you tell them and how did you navigate from that mental do I deserve this kind of mindset? So half my work now is in the, um, I've studied psychology for 20 years. And again, the more I learn, the more I, I, I realize I don't know. But I, I would say um, like half my time now is on relationship psychology. Hmm. Imposter syndrome is a very big subject. And I kind of come at it with a little bit of a different view than maybe most people like I think most um, influencers and maybe like educators and coaches are kind of of the mindset of like just get over it like you know you have imposter syndrome just believe that you can do this and you can do it you know it's it's highly motivational and I don't know that that is for me at least particularly helpful I think I think imposter syndrome in and of itself actually can be quite healthy and and important as a as, as a trait there's Aspects of it that are not. And I would kind of divide them into two categories. So there's the aspect of imposter syndrome that's like, you know, it, it's usually the, the nagging voice that um, is kind of pointing out things that you lack. Like, let's say I'll, I'll give you an example, like going into relationship psychology. I, I've been studying this for almost two decades, but nobody knows that no, I I don't have the degrees. I don't have the credentials that, that you traditionally would have. So there's a very real side of that of like, well, how can I, how can I help people understand that I'm trustworthy in this area when they primarily know me in photography and in the creative space? Um, And there's a lot of solutions to that, right? There's there's solutions of like, well, you can get a certification and you can go back to school. And I'm like, well, that's not really who I am. That's not what I really, what I want to do. But the other ways is like, well, you can build an audience. You can just start demonstrating value of, of quality of content. You can also create partnerships. So I actually found a business partner in this venture who has 20 years of clinical experience. He's a professor at Whittier College, and he's like the verification point for everything. So now it's like, well, now it's Pi and Dr. Glenn that are working together on this. And immediately that that resolves that aspect of it, right? So there's one side of imposter syndrome that's telling you, like, maybe I lack a skill set. Maybe I lack a credential. Maybe it's a very realistic and pragmatic look at yourself and what you offer. That's the piece that I think is worth embracing and it's worth addressing. So put your energy towards that space. Then there's the other side of imposter syndrome. That's the voice that just tells you that you're not good enough. It's the voice that's beating you down. It's the voice of, like, who are you to be doing this? How could you possibly believe this is a good idea? And that's the part that that's not you. That's just fears, doubts, and insecurities that, that are kind of boiling up. And that's the piece that has to be addressed through kind of doing the, the personal work on that side. But that's the part that like, you need to temper and, and say, this is not a realistic, because it's not, it's not a realistic view of yourself. It's not a realistic view of what you're capable of. It's not, it has really nothing to do with you. It, it is simply just a, an amalgam of like fears that they're kind of building up. For sure.